several years and over 100 dates ago, I decided to give internet dating a try. Wow, 100 internet dates. It's kind of humiliating when I write it out like that. In fact, this is all kind of humiliating. Is it too late to stop writing? I was hoping to find, quite simply, a solid long-term relationship. A great woman who made me laugh, think, and generally want to high-five everyone in the world. And to be fair, I have met a few girls who are worthy of high-fives. But along with them came a whole lot of low-fives. Very low-fives. Fours, even. Girls who cried. Girls who lied. Girls who made fun of me on national TV. And that is why we are gathered here today. Because if I went out on all those ridiculous dates just to find a handful of promising women, well, good Lord was that a waste of time. But if I can pass these stories on so that you may learn from, or at the very least, laugh at my mistakes, then it'll all be worth it. Okay, it won't be even close to worth it. But I need something to tell myself before the crying and panic sweat starts. It took me several crazy encounters before I realized that I should probably start writing this nonsense down. It came to me on a date that started the way many internet dates do, with a person who looked nothing like her picture. I had met up with a woman who, online, looked like Jessica Biel, but in person was a lot closer to Jessica Tandy. Honestly, I looked about as much like this woman's photo as she did. But for me, it wasn't a deal-breaker. I was searching for something of substance, something more than skin-deep. So what if she wasn't perfect? I'm not perfect. In fact, perfect takes one look at me, laughs, then texts her friends a picture so they can get a gander at this insanely imperfect guy she just met. So, once I got past the whole foundation built on lies thing, I decided to stick it out. Because what initially attracted me to Annie was not her appearance, but what she did for a living. Annie taught deaf children, you see, and described it as the defining experience of her life. Her profile spoke eloquently about the challenges she faced every day and how she never imagined that this was where her life would lead. Now that was a girl I had to know. Someone willing to do something so difficult, so unconventional, it really caught my eye. I have a thing for quirk, for people who do the unexpected. For evidence of this assertion, see every subsequent page of this book. And if she taught deaf children she had to be, at the very least, really nice, right? Even though she fudged a bit about how she looked, clearly Annie was someone with an interesting story to tell. So I bided my time. Then, after the first drink, I went for the heart. Me. So how did you get into teaching deaf children? That must be so challenging, and just an amazing... Annie. Oh, I didn't want to, really. But it costs less to get a degree in teaching the deaf than it does to teach normal kids, so I figured, why not? Me. Mulling over normal as a word choice. Oh, did they give out grants or something? Annie. Yeah, and now I know why. It sucks. The thing about deaf kids is that they can't hear you, like, at all. It gets really frustrating. Sometimes I just kind of give up. Me. That seems... Wait, you give up? Annie. Well, yelling doesn't work because they're deaf, you know? They don't really prepare you for that in the classes. Me. Looking around to see if anyone else is getting this. Yeah, no, that must be... Annie. But I'm just doing it to save up money. My first love is blackjack. Me. Blackjack? Annie. Yeah, I go down to Atlantic City every Friday and play through the weekend. When I save up enough, I'm going to quit teaching and become a professional blackjack player. 
Gambling is so much more fun than teaching deaf children, and you're allowed to drink. And that's when I started looking around for a fire alarm, hoping that maybe I could shake her in all the commotion. Sure, I was searching for unconventional, but a teacher who was killing time with the disabled until she could hit AC? That was a bit much, even for me. I was frustrated, tired, and regretting the day I ever typed Match.com into my Google machine. I could have left then, but Annie and I both had full drinks in front of us, so I figured, what's another fifteen minutes? That's when I asked her the one question I had left in my arsenal, and got the idea that ultimately led to this book. So Annie, I said optimistically, tell me about the worst internet date you've ever had.